Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is 2021 Potter Predictions. Hello listeners, I'm Ria and we made it to 2021. And I'm Jeb, and I also made it to 2021. We did it! <laughs> Yay! Oh, oh on. <laughs> that year was rough. It was bad. Really? I didn't think it was that bad. I'm joking, it was the worst thing. <laughs> it was like, Ooh. yeah, up there with worst years of my life. Somehow not the worst, mm, I think. Yeah, same. Yeah. But it was bad. <sighs> so... <laughs> Obviously, like, usually our Potter prediction episode is all about looking forward, but, like, this year, I, I think we got to do a little bit of reflecting. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. It's healthy for all of us to think back on 2020 Yeah, for, for a moment. I, I don't want to think about it for too long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this will be the last time. <laughs> so, oh. yesterday... As I, as I do every year when we're doing our Potter Predictions episode, I listen back to the Predictions episode from last year. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to our 2020 predictions. Oof. And at the same time... It was so different then. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time as I was doing that, I was organizing a folder of images on my phone, which is my 2020 moods. I've been collecting memes all year <laughs> that sum up the vibe. <laughs> Amazing. So that was a very surreal experience. <laughs> Listening to our like hopeful, unjaded voices as oh, I'm wow. <laughs> reflecting on the past year. We were also in the same room too. Yes, God. we were. We we were in the same room, and we had just joined. That's not canon, and we were so excited about it. Yeah, we we're all giggly. Kept making foot fetish jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, toe sucking jokes. I remember that. Yeah, it was like was forty fun. degrees. I was operating on no sleep because you forced me to watch Hereditary. <laughs> welcome yeah and we were both big mad at jk because she'd just come out as a transphobe and also the country was on fire (laughs) yeah that was our beginning to 2020 (laughs) also at at the time of recording it's the 2nd of january listeners just so you know we're like we're fresh (laughs) we've Mm -hmm. just come into it yeah we've had a day yeah and now we're, we're going into it looking into the future now yeah so usually we're pretty good with our predictions. I'd say like at least 50%. We're usually pretty spot on. Uh, and we did get some things right. You called that JK was going to ramp up her turf bullshit um, mm-hmm. and social media would be a hellscape. Those were both yes. very true. Yeah. Um, some of like the just our more generic guesses about ebooks and games were correct as well. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the 
many, many, many terrible things that I learned in 2020 was just the fallacy of trying to predict the future. (laughs) (laughs) So last year, my New Year's resolution was to get out more. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I spent like more time than I've ever spent in my life inside, like consecutively. Mm -hmm. I was... I didn't set foot outside the front door except to take out the bins once a week for more than six months straight. That's crazy. I know a lot of people are still living that, so I'm very much not trying to, like, rub it in your faces or anything. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My point is that just we had no idea what's coming, (laughs) and that's reinforced for me how ridiculous it is to try and predict the future. (laughs) (laughs) Like... We didn't know that, you know, basically Fantastic Beasts would just stop and we would have, like, very little to report on that. (laughs) Well, I mean, we kind of wished it would stop and, hey, our wish came true. (laughs) In a way. In a way. We didn't know that, like, we'd get so sort of burnt out and disillusioned that we almost stopped the podcast completely. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes. What are we even doing here, I guess, is my main question. (laughs) Well, I I did listen back as well. Like, um, like you said, I did not expect the the, the year that was going to come. Unlike <laughs> you, um, we both were lucky, so lucky to be employed throughout this year. Um, so but unlike lucky. you, unlike you, I wasn't able to work from home, so I had to go out every mm-hmm. day. So I've probably been out a lot this year because <laughs> yeah. it's like the first time I've had a full time job where I had to be out five days a week. Um, doing stuff and it was like scary <laughs> it was scary mm-hmm. times like and as someone who's got asthma all the time whenever I felt that my lungs were tired I'm like I just might die you know that's fun that yep. was super fun for my mental health um <laughs> yeah you've got a chronic respiratory condition you are you are the high risk person that we're all being told we have to protect by staying inside and you had to leave the house every day yeah um mm. so that was cool but hey you know Time is a flat circle, and <laughs> I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> That's in the past. 2021? It's, it's coming. It's here. Uh, um, there's definitely a cure, maybe. Let's find out. There's no new strain. I don't want to think about the new strain. Anyway. Um... <laughs> yeah. My big worry, and I we're already getting into worries and fears, <laughs> is that uh, you would know Victoria, the state that I live in, had a massive, massive second wave and we had to go mm-hmm. on to like very, very severe levels of lockdown. Yep. And we've slowly been coming out of that over the past few months. But now a new outbreak has just happened in New South Wales, which is the mm-hmm. state that's between where I live and where you live. Yes. So once again, borders are closed, completely separated from each other. <laughs> yeah. But also... I'm very worried because I know for a fact that many people traveled into New South Wales for Christmas to spend time with their families and are now mm. trying to get back home. So I'm thinking a third wave is going to hit in approximately two weeks from Christmas. So, we so making, I, like, that's my worry. Non-Harry Potter predictions. <laughs> I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am. I am linking this into another Harry Potter prediction later, but, like, I, we're on the topic, so I thought I'd mention it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, second wave's likely, either in Queensland, maybe Victoria. Those are the, basically the three states that keep getting fucked, because that's where all the people live. Um, yeah, that's where the majority of Australia's population is, <laughs> our clusters. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I was linking that into Cursed Child. 
Okay, yeah. It is cursed, yeah. so continue. Yeah. So, cursed child play. We usually do a quick update on this every year, even though there's yeah. not particularly any news. Like everything Nothing. else, it closed down in Melbourne. I genuinely didn't look into the cursed child productions elsewhere in the world because... I've minimized how much I'm reading about the rest of the world because it's too much is happening here. I can't look elsewhere. They also <laughs> it's too mentally down. exhausting. They were meant to start. Oh yeah, J- yeah. They were meant to Japan. Um, at, I'm not sure if they actually went ahead though. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, I assume everything's just closed down. The Melbourne one is supposed to be opening up again in February 2021, <laughs> but like I'm assuming that's not going to happen because I think the chance of a third wave post Christmas in Victoria is. Maybe not very, very high, but I think it's a decent chance that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess my big prediction for 2021 is don't buy tickets to Cursed Child or anything else <laughs> yeah. that's set in the future. No planning ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, just just um, take it easy. Try not to go out unless you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same sort of <laughs> rules as we've been following every day for the past year, you know? <laughs> Yeah, more of the same, basically. We yeah. all know the drill by now. Yeah. That's all of my Cursed Child news. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I think I went and looked for Cursed Child news, and the website has not changed since November last yeah. year, because there's been no news, because nothing's been able to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I do just want to say one thing quickly, is that last year in our predictions episode, I did predict that a trailer for the HP game would be released, and I think I got yes. the month right too, didn't I? I said it would be around like July, right? Or August. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember the exact month, to be honest. Neither do I. But I was like, oh, good for me. (laughs) Yeah. I think the big thing that we want to talk about in this episode is the game, because I know for me, like, it's the most exciting Harry Potter thing that's going to be happening in 2021. So I kind of want to save that to the end of the episode. Probably the only thing happening in 2021 that's in terms of Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah, realistically. I've got shit to say about books. Do you have any news on Harry Potter books that you want to talk about? I have no news on Harry Potter books. I tried to find anything, but cool. I found nothing. <laughs> I don't have a lot of like 2021 predictions. Like I said, I've spent a bit of this episode looking back because 2020 hit so different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So something that happened is we got a new illustrated edition of uh, Philosopher's Stone in late 2020. I don't know if you've seen it. It's gorgeous. It's by uh, Mina Lima, the design studio that does all the Harry Potter designs. Yeah. Yeah, I follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a um, illustrated edition. So like a new cover, obviously, but illustrated edition with full color illustrations on nearly every page and eight interactive special paper craft features. So that's what Mina Lima is like specializes in paper craft and that sort of stuff. Cool. There's like a Hogwarts letter, there's a Diagonally shopping list, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I think it looks gorgeous. So <laughs> that's my main thing. I just want to comment it on how absolutely gorgeous it is. If you haven't seen it, Google it. Yeah. Because it's a beautiful design. Some beautiful stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, books that came out last year, we got some new illustrated editions and audiobooks of Quidditch Through the Ages and Beetle the Bard. Um, including Dan Rad himself re- uh, recording the Quidditch audiobook. Oh, wow. There are a couple of different Harry Potter books that were published in 2020. I'll go through the list because I've got some things to say about them. Yeah. Harry Potter, A Pop-Up Guide to Diagon Alley and Beyond, 
Harry Potter Christmas at Hogwarts magical movie moments. I saw that, yeah. Harry Potter The Broom Collection and other props from the Wizarding World. Harry Potter Travel Magic. Harry Potter Coloring Wizardry. Harry Potter <laughs> Guided Journals. Harry Potter Film Vault The Complete Series, which is 12 volumes. I think I've seen some of these in bookstores before. Yeah. Yeah. So just speaking from like my publishing mind here, I think there's some really interesting stuff going on here. Sure. So the the coloring thing is like one of those adult coloring books. Yeah, makes sense. And the guided journals are just like, you know, here's a journal to write about your day and also improve your writing skills. And there's one for each Hogwarts house. Yeah. Effectively, these are just printing money. Things mm-hmm. like this are released every year because people will buy them. You'll buy them for friends, you know, like Harry Potter. It's just like a guaranteed profit. So, yeah. Stocking stuffers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The film vault and the pop-up guide are similar things but they're for the other side of the fan base so like if i don't know anything about my you know nephew except that he really likes harry potter i might get him a guided journal because Mm -hmm. i just know that that's a harry potter gift i can get for him but on the other side if i am an obsessed diehard harry potter fan i might drop like a hundred dollars on a pop-up guide to diagon alley because it is a gorgeous piece of art Mm-hmm. it's like big it's heavy it's expensive it's the kind of thing that like my publishing brain is like god i wish i could have worked on this <laughs> it folds out into like a full 3d model of diagon alley oh wow. it, amazing beautiful gorgeous yeah so those two are just like the exact same products but at opposite ends of the spectrum it's the stuff that people mm-hmm. will pick up for someone they don't know versus stuff that people will drop serious money on because it's worth it mm-hmm uh, the three that I don't quite understand are the Christmas at Hogwarts movie, the travel magic book, and the one about brooms. I mm. think they're all kind of weirdly niche, and I don't exactly get the logic behind publishing them. Maybe they had plans for, like, in the Fantastic Beasts movie, there was going to be more travel magic and broom stuff involved, and they thought, oh, if people see the Fantastic Beast movie... And then they, they're walking through a bookstore and they see this sort of like, oh, History of Brooms, whatever it is about. I don't know. Mm. But I don't know. I think it's probably just another Maybe. Yeah. The Christmas at Hogwarts is the sort of thing that, like, a it just Christmas ties sale. into the movie. It's, like, just more merch. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's so specific. Like, who's like, yeah, I'm into Harry Potter, specifically the Christmas stuff, specifically from the movies. And I need an entire book dedicated to that. <laughs> Yeah, it is odd. I feel like I'm probably just going to... I have, like, like, I don't know, when was the last time you went to a bookstore? Not this year. <laughs> yeah. It has been a bit, like, lighter restrictions in my state for certain reasons. So when I was able to do some Christmas shopping, I did go to a bookstore. And, like, if you've been to the Harry Potter section recently, there's just a bunch of stuff there. And, like, it, things like you were describing where it's just, mm. like, really niche, like, really specific titles and just... Yeah, I'm like, who would buy this? <laughs> like, like, I'm just like, okay, they're just making some very strange choices just to pump out as much Harry Potter stuff. Like, there's like a whole chunk of the children's section mm. is just Harry Potter, like a whole wall. Yeah, and like a lot of it is just this weird stuff. It has been more than twenty years since the first book came out. Like, they might just be running out mm-hmm. of topics and titles to keep pro- to keep printing <laughs> several books every year of new content. 
Also, just mm-hmm. quickly, I want to touch on the cover to this Christmas at Hogwarts book. It's like the Great Hall yeah. at Christmas, that's fine. But then on either side of the title, there's one picture of Hermione and one picture of Harry. Where's Ron? Yeah, there's no Ron. <laughs> I know, I noticed that too. I was like, how the fuck's Ron? Is he on the back? What's going on? <laughs> Why is there no Ron? <laughs> I know. The character Blatant assassination Ron of Ron. <laughs> Terrible. Hate it. That one I can kind of get. The travel magic I can kind of get. It's it's sort of less like a book about trains or whatever. And as it is like a paper craft thing, like it's got, mm-hmm. you know, the Hogwarts acceptance letter and like the platform nine and three quarters ticket. It's basically just like paper merch, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess you would sort of tear it apart and have all the individual things. And I don't know. That's fun for someone. Yeah. What's really weirding me out is the broom book. This seems like a book that would be published in canon. Like, if yeah. I was Ron Weasley, I would like a book of all the different broom models and whatever, and Quidditch facts. Who is so dedicated to Harry Potter that they want an entire book dedicated to one super, super specific element? Yeah, I don't know. Especially because Quidditch, not the most popular thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Like, I would read you know, a Pottermore article that goes into all the specific broom types and has, like, photos and examples of each of them. That's something that I might read as research for an episode on broomsticks and Quidditch. I would not buy an entire book dedicated to this. It's retailing for $30, and that's not Australian. That's probably 35 Australian. Yeah. Do you think it's because they did the Daniel Radcliffe, like, Quidditch Through the Ages audiobook that maybe there's, like... Maybe in that audiobook it advertises, oh, and if you want to know more about Quidditch and brooms, there's this broom book you can read. I guess. Maybe. But, like, even Quidditch for the Ages, like, I'm a Harry Potter fan, I didn't buy that. I've no. bought it once, I'm not going to buy a new version of it every year. It's not interesting, so don't bother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Look, money. That's all I can say. <laughs> it will be bought. People out there will buy it because it just has Harry Potter on the label, so... Yeah. It's just, it struck me as weird. All three of them struck me as just slightly off. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, the last time we were talking about book news, it was, like, four books about different Hogwarts subjects. Those Mm -hmm. are really interesting, relevant things (laughs) that I can see people buying and reading. I can't see Christmas at Hogwarts, the broom collection, and travel magic being big sellers. Yeah, so I'm odd. interested in, like, the way that things are going. <laughs> well, if they're doing a Christmas at Hogwarts thing, they might be like, oh, Valentine's Day. I'd be like, Valentine's Day at Hogwarts. And, you know, it's happened <laughs> once. And, like, you know, Halloween at Hogwarts, stuff like that. It's like, but why? Yeah. I, I can just watch the movie. <laughs> you know? Just, like, I don't need just to... Listen to... <laughs> I don't need just a book showing to... me pictures from the movie. I can just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, and see that one scene. Yeah. Just listen to the... Podcast nine and three quarters holiday and Halloween specials, and you basically get the same effect. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, that's all I had to say about books. Movie yeah. news. <laughs> Movie news. Fantastic Beasts. It was meant to be released November 2020. <laughs> um, it's saying it'll probably be pushed back to November 2021, but I think that it'll be released uh, 15th of July 2022. I think it'll be pushed back even more. That's that's what's yeah. That's the current yeah, yeah. That's the current release date, July 15, twenty twenty two. It's mm-hmm. wild to me because, as we remember from last year, 
it was already delayed from 2019 to 2020, so JK mm. could rewrite the script with Steve Cloves. Steve Cloves. And then it was delayed yeah. again <laughs> because of the pandemic. So now it's been delayed by more than two years. Mm. Yeah. So that's like a major thing. Maybe the delay, it might be a positive thing. Like... I don't care about these movies. Like, yeah. I don't. Because the second movie was so bad that it made me lose all interest. Mm-hmm. But if they've had this much time to delay and rethink it, and, like, even before they can get to shooting, because obviously a lot of that's been halted with the pandemic, it might give them more of an opportunity to really work on the script and make it more cohesive. So it maybe might end up working in the movie's favour. Yeah. Or it could do the opposite, and they could get too caught down a spiral of their own rabbit hole insanity, <laughs> and the movie could just be even worse. <laughs> that's definitely a possibility two strong possibilities <laughs> uh, I know that they're filming again now like with masks and safety precautions and stuff I truly don't understand yeah. how you can take the super chaotic environment of like a movie film set and make it COVID safe but I'm not an expert you in really either thing so maybe it's possible I don't, I'm not sure it's, it is possible unless it's an animated film yeah (laughs) i've heard like they're Um, basically splitting the crew up into like different bubbles so that the different teams don't like interact and potentially infect each other yeah but uh, i just don't see that as being a practical environment maybe they just do the bold and the beautiful thing have you seen that no it's like um they have like a shot of one actor say that two actors are having a conversation as their characters yeah they go one actor at a time so one actor's just standing in the room talking to nothing <laughs> and they switch to the other one but then when the characters have to do something like kiss they have a mannequin <laughs> and, the, and the actor kisses the mannequin so, and they do it in such a way where it's like you can't see the front of the mannequin you can just see the side see- or the, the back of the mannequin's head <laughs> That's fine for the actors, but like we tend to overfocus on actors when thinking about movies. You could yeah. do sort of tricks like that to, you know, be able, only have to film one person at a time. Or like, you know, yeah. the tricks they did when they were filming Lord of the Rings where the hobbits were standing so far away mm-hmm. from everyone else. That's why they look so small. False perspective. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's the it's the crew. It's all the camera people, yeah. the sound people. Every, the costuming, like everyone else who has to be on set constantly, mm-hmm. that's the people that you can't manage. Like you can't have, you know, <laughs> fifty people in a room that all have to be one point five meters apart. It's madness. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, I and don't know how they're doing it. About, that's why you hear about these stories, like uh, Rob Patterson getting um, getting COVID from filming the Batman, because like it, it's really hard to maintain that kind of safety protocols on a film set. It's just mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to me. Anyway, yeah. um, speaking of cast, though, I've done been saying Hell's it yeah. since 2017. <laughs> I've been saying it for three years now, and it's already it's happened. Mass Witherson. Oh, yes, the boy. He's done it. How fucking funny is that? This was the best <laughs> movie news that we got all year. Johnny Depp got fired, and they've replaced him with Mads Mikkelsen. What an upgrade. <laughs> Amazing. It should have, like, it's king shit. It should have been here from the start. Like, yeah. I don't know why they went with Johnny Depp. Like, he is, he's the perfect choice for Grindelwald. Like, what are they talking about? Of course. We've, we called it day one. It should always have been Mads Mikkelsen. <sighs> Prediction time? How are they going to handle the change? In, yeah. in the story, what's going to happen? <laughs> 
They're going to put him in that stupid makeup, 100%. They're going to give him the mismatched eyes and the bleached hair and the white skin. Really? And the and they're just going to, like, yeah, 100% is what they're going to do. Like, they can't back down now. They've already gone too hard on that weird look. And they're just going to continue as normal with that. And But I'm not sure... What accent does did Johnny Depp do? Was it just like a British? I don't fucking know. Accent? Some terrible voice. <laughs> it wasn't any accent. <laughs> it sounded a bit. No, yeah, it was not. It was just like a British accent. So it's just sort of vaguely European. I don't know. Have you ever? I don't know if I've heard Matt Spickleson do a British accent before in a movie. He probably has. Yeah. He does usually like European accents because, of course, he is Danish. <laughs> um, I, I think. Don't know. But I, I would love him to just use his normal voice. I, I hope so. <laughs> you're going in a different direction. You're you're thinking they're going to still commit to like their current design of Grindelwald, and just be like, one hundred percent. His face has changed. He's like a new man now, but it's still Grindelwald. I think they're going to lean hard into yeah. this is a new person and just have some sort of magical explanation. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. so like how he was disguised as that other guy throughout the entire first movie. I think yeah. they're just going to be like, the Johnny Depp face was another disguise. <laughs> <laughs> it was masks under masks, baby, and now this is my real face. <laughs> They've shown him as a youth in the room. Oh, they don't care about that anyway. They don't fucking care. They do what they want. So you can be right. <laughs> I I think they're just going to be like, and now a new reveal to a completely different look for Grindelwald, and they're not they they'll probably keep the mismatched eyes, but the paleness and the stupid haircut, I think it'll just be gone. Yeah, and we'll just have, have funny uh, Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> have funny if they do that too, because they like try and put the wig and shit on Mads Mikkelsen, and he's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Excuse me, it, I'm Denmark's sweetheart. I'm not wearing that. <laughs> You have the power to save us all, Mads. Come on. <laughs> Do it. Oh. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely think that it's going to be like, oh, you know, the polyjuice has worn off or I've got rid of the spell and now I'm just a new man. <laughs> he's drank a beauty potion. Now he's yeah. <laughs> This is what I've always looked like secretly. <laughs> I was in disguise for some reason. Oh, God. Oh, mess. I love that. I'm. I God. I really hope that's how it goes down. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. So, plot details. Basically, we don't know anything new. Set in Brazil, no. we knew that already. Apparently, there's some new character who's an Ilvermorny professor, and we're going to spend yeah. a lot of time with her. And they seem to think that she's great, and everyone's going to love her. Eh. Who we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. Yeah. There is going to be more Hogwarts and more Dumbledore. The worst stuff from the second one. Cool. I can't wait. I read something oh. that just made me furious that I want to talk about. So yeah. Warner Brothers CEO, Kevin Sujihara, sorry if I'm yeah. saying the pronouncing that wrong, uh, said that the crimes of Grindelwald underperformed and the franchise has been challenging mm. because they want to please both hardcore fans and casual moviegoers, obviously. Mm. Here's his quote. Concerning how to please both types of fans, he said, the hardest part of the franchise is you have to is you have such a big core fan base. The fan base mm-hmm. really knows the lore and they want to go deep into these characters. But what you don't want to do is intimidate people. You want to be able to create a standalone movie that's enjoyable for someone who isn't steeped in the lore. I think 
this is their big fucking mistake. And it's obvious from the way that they're writing it. They think that because we're fans of the original works, we want to go really, really deep into Hogwarts and Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Take me somewhere else. I don't give a fuck about Harry Potter and Grindelwald and shit. I don't care. Take me somewhere else. (laughs) Get us out of here. Leave all that alone. (laughs) Give us new stuff. We've been saying this for years. New parts of the world, new creatures... That was everything that was fun about the first movie. We're in a new place, new characters, mm-hmm. we've got a new adventure, and it's lighthearted and it's fun. We've got to collect these animals, put them back in the box. Great. Great movie. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. Everything else that happened in that movie, terrible. <laughs> but those yeah. things, awesome. If it had just been that, like we've been saying for years, and no Grindelwald, Dumbledore bullshit, I don't care about that. I yeah. just want to see a different story. I don't care about... So God, oh, the idea that like <laughs> the idea that the hardcore Harry Potter fans got really, really into all of the crap about like the bloodlines of the Dumbledore and Black families in the second movie, and that's what we really love and want more of, is insane. <laughs> yeah, who are they talking to? Like literally, who are they talking to? <laughs> yeah. So this idea of oh, we've got to create a movie that's got all of this deep lore about the original Harry Potter cast and locations. But then somehow make it appealing to casual fans who don't care about this. You can do that, King. Just yeah. just make a movie that's not about the lore of the original books. <laughs> Give us yeah. new stuff. Set we want new stuff to play with. Set it at a completely different time, place, new characters, new stories. Mm-hmm. I don't want any more fucking bullshit. Have new writers, new directors, new producers, new creatives working behind it. So that yeah. we have like a new voice and vision behind these sorts of worlds, you know? But no. Take, take a chance, coward. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> My prediction for movies going forward, I can't really make any new predictions about like story or anything because there's been no progress. There's just nothing new to guess from. So yeah. all I've got to go on is I think the studio, Warner Brothers, is going to continue to distance itself further and further from JK. I think yeah. she's going to get completely cut out of the coming movies. By the time we get to, uh, like, fifth movie, she'll have a, like, associate producer credit and nothing else. She won't be writing them anymore. Yeah, I can see that too, just because of how much Grindelwald tanked. Tanked, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. depending on what goes wrong with the third one. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I think we kind of need a reminder that that's totally normal. Like, mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter franchise, we're used to JK being very, very hands-on. But that's not how movies are usually made. <laughs> it's not how the movies were made. Like, she had a bit more to do with, like, the first and second. But then she took a step back, come three, four, five. Mm. Like, she was always kind of there, but she never wrote the scripts. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, you know... But even that, she had a lot of influence. She had influence yeah. over, like, even casting of the first movie. Oh, yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> Usually, yeah. as a writer, like, you sell the rights, and that's it. You don't get any say on anything. You're not involved at all. A very mm-hmm. big name, like Stephen King or something, can leverage, like, the option of writing the script, but that's not guaranteed. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Warner Brothers is just going to walk back her involvement and cut her out 
because they want to capitalize on the immense profitability of Harry Potter, but they don't want the negative press of JK being really involved. So yeah. that's definitely the way that it's going. Yeah. <sighs> so we have any more movie news? That's everything that's happened with movies this year. <laughs> everything yeah. got delayed. There's nothing to really report on, unfortunately. Or maybe fortunately. Yeah, it was, I think that's a, that's a good thing. <laughs> it was nice to just have a pause. So, speaking of pause, games. <laughs> games, Hogwarts Legacy. Let's talk about it. I think, first of all, we should address that like, we're thinking of possibly doing something with this game yes you guys yeah and the way that we want to do that is we want to get the game secondhand mm-hmm. so that none of the profits go to jk and we want to do something where by playing the game we're still donating towards trans communities and trans folks yeah if that makes sense so yeah i have a twitch channel where i basically do a weekly uh stream with a couple of friends so I'm learning a little mm-hmm. bit about like streaming and just sort of how to do it on Twitch. Um, we're on pause at the moment, but we will be coming back later next year. So what we're thinking about doing is streaming the first few Harry Potter games on the PC. Definitely one, two, three. I don't know if we'll do the later ones. They weren't very good. We'll skip four. Yeah. So doing those <laughs> just to sort of <laughs> figure out like... <laughs> the mechanics of how to stream things and like how we want to set it up and if there's any interest if anyone watches um and you know if that goes well we'll probably stream the harry potter legacy game when it comes out no sorry hogwarts legacy game when it comes out and like you said what we're thinking of doing is not doing it immediately when it comes out but buying the game secondhand from someone else and mm-hmm generating profit somehow while we're watching it like getting donations or something as we stream and donating everything to a trans charity and also donating the full cost of the game to a trans charity like from the outset like when i buy the game i immediately double how much i spend and donate everything else yeah and we think well not we think the way that we'll do it is i will be playing the game and you will be watching me play and we'll be talking over the top of it with each other like we did with the movie I don't like playing games <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this isn't like set in stone but it's what we're currently planning if anyone's got feedback on that on that idea and you know if that's something you think you'd be interested in seeing us do or if you think that's a terrible thing that you don't want us to do i'd like feedback on this <laughs> it is new yeah yeah, so, let us know. yeah yeah but aside from our plans hogwarts mm. legacy the only thing i'm excited about in terms of harry potter in 2021 <laughs> there hasn't been an f- official release date yet but i think it's going to be july going back to hogwarts uh yeah it's set to come out 2021 but yeah no specific month we did get the official trailer. You were right about that. If you haven't watched that trailer and you're interested in the game, absolutely hit it up. It looks so good. I'm so excited. Uh, JK is not directly involved. Amazing. Nice. Here's what we know about the game. It's an immersive, open-world, single-player action RPG, which is exactly the kind of game that mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Uh, it's going to launch yep. on the PC, the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S. Don't know what most of those mean, but I do have a PC, so that's all I needed. <laughs> 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 I 
in terms of like the story and the world, you play as a witch or wizard. You start out as a student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, but then you get to leave the school and go out and explore the wider world. That's super exciting because pretty much all the games so far are just Hogwarts based. So yeah, I'm excited to see how this works. Yeah. Um, you learn spells, potions, dueling, you get to befriend magical creatures. You also make friends and get companions that you can bring with you on adventures. And it's um, nice. like choice-based storytelling to an extent, so you get to craft your journey. Um, the story is set in the late 1800s, which means we should get an entirely fresh cast of characters, which I am so, so excited about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to see any reoccurring staff members or any character. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see Dumbledore. Them. I don't want to see Grindelwald. <laughs> people. Get him out of there. <laughs> no. <laughs> the trailer has you, like, in classes with teachers, and just seeing, like, completely original teachers in the classes was already so, so exciting for me. I can't wait to see them. New dynamics, yeah. something fresh, new. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Start. So it seems like your character has some kind of special ability to master ancient magic. I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm sure it translates to some sort of mechanic in the game. Uh, And you get to decide Mm -hmm. whether you keep this power a secret and use it to protect people, or you use it to become more powerful and maybe end up threatening the entire (laughs) wizarding world. That's dope. Love that. So there's some sort of system for, like, tracking mortality, tracking morality, and the choices you make determine if you're a good or bad person. Mm Mm-hmm. I imagine this is going to be framed through, like, access to more light or dark magical abilities, but that's a pure guess. That's really cool. Um, I've said before that I hate morality systems in games, and generally I do, but, you know, I'm excited to be able to make choices and do things. It also makes sense for the universe that we're playing in. Like, you're either good or evil. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's the way it is. Um, you're investigating something mysterious and hidden about the wizarding world and the choices you make and the things you discover are going to define the future legacy of Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. That's the general premise without obviously they're not trying to give stuff away about the story. Um, So final few things, the locations that have been confirmed so far, Hogsmeade, Forbidden Forest, Hogwarts, of course, Mm -hmm. and the ones that have been teased are Diagon Alley and the Ministry of Magic. Mm -hmm. We know that you can customize your character. Yes. Um, there's binary gender options, looks mm. like. Control over your blood status, obviously a physical appearance, and apparently you can pick your house, which is great. I don't want to risk getting sorted into another house than Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You also arrive at Hogwarts in your fifth year, so there won't be a full seven years at Hogwarts. I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yuck. I don't want to be playing as a child. Yeah. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I want, I want some time at Hogwarts and I want to be able to explore the castle and be a student, but I don't want to be tethered there for seven years. That's... I, I want to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Free that's me. That's cooling. Even three years is going to be yeah. a bit. Five, six, seven. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Three years is a lot. I thought it was two years for some reason because <laughs> five plus two makes seven. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Unless we leave early. Rebels. <laughs> I suppose we could. If you're joining at fifth year, you'll definitely do one year and then your owls, and then you might get the option to leave Hogwarts from there. Yeah. Hmm. Or maybe, like, in your sixth and seventh years, you'll still be attending Hogwarts, but you'll also be leaving the castle and going other places and doing other things. Yeah, that might be a good way to, like, mix it up. <laughs> nice. 
Hmm. Yeah, it seems cool. Yeah. I'm just so excited. It sounds so much fun. It's exactly the kind of game that I really, really love. Oh, God, I can't wait. (laughs) So, yeah, that'll be exciting for me to watch. Um... (laughs) I I love that you just are not going to play it. (laughs) I will definitely try and persuade you to do evil things as your character. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... That's going to be, like, a stress, because I don't like being evil I know, you don't want to hurt the non-NPC's feelings, you know? <laughs> I know, it makes me feel bad to do bad things and be nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that dynamic, definitely. Me trying to be, like, a good hero of the story and you being like, choose treachery. <laughs> Nice. Um, I just have some random predictions, just like mm-hmm. three hot, spicy things that I think might happen this year. Just throwing it out there completely. Um, I predict that J.K. Rowling will get hacked on Twitter. Amazing. I just think that that's something that might happen. I don't know if it'll be for positive or negative reasons. I'm interested to see. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems likely. Seems like it's coming. Someone's getting pissed off at her and doing something about it. The president got hacked yeah. this year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Fantastic Beast 3 will be released at the start of 2022, not in July. So I think they'll actually try and push it forward. Oh, really? Um, yeah. That's just something that I think might happen. Hmm. They were trying to do, like, a November release for the first two movies. And yeah. the third one should have been a November release, obviously, before it's many delays. You think maybe they'll yeah. try and pull it, like, back that far even, or not? No, well, if they're going to do a November release, they want to do it 2021. But mm. I don't think they'll have enough time. I think they'll need more time, and they might try and release it early 2022. Okay, that makes sense. Just that because there's, like, five movies, and, like, <laughs> they've only released two, and it's, like, it's going to take yeah. them ten years. I've seen a lot of and speculation. And these that don't want to be tied down, like, to one franchise for that long. Yeah, it is a lot to yeah. ask. I've seen a lot of speculation mm. basically saying that it's only going to be three movies and they'll just sort of call it quits on the thing on the whole thing because the second movie bombed so much. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. Mm. There's We're definitely Too getting all five movies. <laughs> uh, my third prediction is that Matthew Lewis, who played Neville Longbottom, will become a father. Ooh. Just putting it out there. These are my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Exciting. Didn't Rupert Grint have, have a kid this year? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, good for her. Um, I've realised that I had a whole section on movies that I didn't touch on at all. <laughs> I've got to go back and rewind and get into my prediction. So I had a slight heart attack when I googled HP Movies 2021 because I got about a dozen trailers for a Cursed Child movie. but then realized instantly that they're all just fan-made trailers terrifying Mm -hmm. uh but we did get a confirmation of my prediction from last year warner brothers has now officially purchased the rights to the cursed child movie yeah yeah or like more realistically movies uh but i think if that happens i'll touch on that in a minute we're looking at a 2030 release or 2030s release i think after all the fantastic beast movies 
I'll be dead by then. I, like, <laughs> that's that's not a real year. <laughs> that's not real. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so I'm, I'm obviously, that, there's like, absolutely no much. guarantee this has happened. They. <laughs> There's no guarantee this is going to happen. They haven't announced a Cursed Child movie. They just bought the rights to it. And realistically, they might have just bought the rights to stop anyone else from buying the rights. That's a very solid business decision as Warner Brothers Studios. You want total control over all potential Harry Potter movies. So... But you know they're definitely going to... It might never happen. I think (laughs) it will. It definitely will. Money! Of course they're going to make... The Cursed Money. Child movie. Money, please. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to... Oh, my God. I can't believe it's going to be, like, 2032 or something, and they're going to be releasing Cursed Child Part 2. Uh-huh. It's just... Yeah. My brain is so tired just thinking about that. It's like, you could be doing other things. <laughs> There's so many other things that you could be doing, and yet here we are, 2032. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, can't wait to do the podcast episode on that. <laughs> oh god 11 years from now terrifying that's not true that's not real (laughs) time don't like it Um, I don't like thinking about it so Um, I've seen some speculation based on the fact that if we're going for like a post Fantastic Beast 2030s release that's going to place all of the child actors at exactly the right age to reprise their roles yeah Two people have commented officially. As Let them be free. I know. <laughs> Two official comments so far. <laughs> one from Tom Felton, who says they won't come back. <laughs> oh, wow, surprising. I know, I the exact opposite of what we said last year. He said, I don't think our roles will be repli- reprised, to be honest with you. I think it was a wonderful eight chapters, and I think that everything that needed to be done was done. Amazing. Good King, Tom he's done it. Well done. <laughs> so proud of you. Uh, And the other one who has come through for us, hero of the story, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, (laughs) Rowling's involvement in a cursed child film would be a deal breaker for Radcliffe because of the recent controversy surrounding the author and her personal views on gender. Hells yeah, that's his official statement on it. (laughs) He did it. (laughs) Champion. We love him. I love him. Nothing but oh, respect for God. my president. <laughs> Fuck everyone else. I respect him. I respect him, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. But, like, obviously we'll have to follow up in 11 years <laughs> when this is actually yeah. real news. <laughs> yeah, 11 years from now, we're all drinking moon juice and... Talking through holograms <laughs> and in those chairs from Wally, we'll release our podcast episode on it. <laughs> oh, in the Wally chairs. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, is there anything else to predict? I don't think so. Are we all out of psychic juice? <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I. I largely abstained from predictions this time. I was mostly talking over what's happened and where. I think things are likely to go, but I wasn't making any big guesses about the future. I think I might be done with guesses about the future. This year might have broken me for that. <laughs> let's hope this year, let's predict that Rhea might heal herself a little bit. <laughs> Fuck, I hope so. 
Maybe playing Hogwarts Legacy and live streaming that and hopefully raising lots of money for a trans charity as yet to be researched and picked, decided upon. Maybe that will, like, bring back my love and joy. (laughs) (laughs) That'll get me excited again. Maybe. (laughs) That'll get me engaged. (laughs) Well, I've been Jem. And we're still here. (laughs) (sighs) I've been Rhea, and we did make it to 2021, and that's something to celebrate. Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.